And hello, everybody, and welcome to Jurassic Park. The song that you're listening to for Jurassic Park is conducted by. Oh, fuck, man. You had it. Yeah, is it conducted? Yeah, it's conducted by uh, John Williams. And this week on We Seen It, we, uh, we have a special guest. It's a friend of ours who is living in, currently living in California, and he directed in a movie called The Last Hit. The Last Hit. If you guys want to check it out, you can see it on uh, Amazon Prime, or you can see it on Hulu. It's a, it's a solid uh, independent movie. I think you guys should check it out. And what else did we cover today? Uh, so we also reviewed The Conjuring 2. Yep. Uh, we also went over our throwback flicks of the week, mm-hmm. which were uh, Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. um, The Place Beyond the Pines, and 10 Cloverfield Lane. Hope you enjoy. Yep. Take it easy. No, no. I mean, like, keep it here. I'll take it easy. Don't leave us. Greetings and salutation, everybody. How's everybody doing? And welcome to We Synced It. Oh, I don't have the I Synced It part. Sorry. I, I synced It. <laughs> we Synced It. Yeah. <laughs> it is a podcast where we talk about <laughs> movies and everything that is attached to it. How's everybody doing today? Hello. What's up, everyone? This is Kevin. Uh, today, we actually have a special guest with us. Uh, we've known this guy for several years now. He's yep. actually calling in all the way from the West Coast. Yes. Uh, filmmaker, editor, producer, writer, mm-hmm. awesome guy overall, Mike Lear. Mike Lear, how's it going, man? Great. How you guys doing? We're good, how's man. How's, how's the, hum- the humidity in Florida treating you guys? Oh, dude. It's killing us. You, you, you should see how, like... <laughs> dark my apartment is man i've covered up all the windows we look like a bunch of hermits right now we have all the fans going on air conditioning is pumping like crazy yeah man it's to the point that if you're actually driving you can't even have the air conditioner too it has to be at full blast now you have full blast and you're wasting all your gas on one trip what about cali i think cali's is dry right it's not as humid as over here uh yeah it's 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 dry so when it does get hot um, it's not as bad, but uh, we had a we had a really bad heat wave maybe a couple of weeks ago, where it got up into you know triple digits. You know, it was like 100, 105 degrees, and uh, you know that's that's just hot. Um, <laughs> you know, right now uh, it's 85 degrees, and you know, compared to Florida, it probably you know it's still more like you know 75 degrees. It's just uh, it's just beautiful weather. Um, I will say this. I do miss a good thunderstorm. I know you guys get those quite often, but uh, uh, we don't get any of those out here. Yeah. All you got to do is just buy the, the what you call it, just buy that mixtape, that thunderstorm mixtape that you can just go to sleep with. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the sound of whales. I know you guys get whales over there in the ocean over there and seals. You can just switch that CD and just get uh, some thunderstorms and some rains and stuff, like tropical Tropical winds. As a matter of fact, I'll make you a mix. <laughs> when it starts to rain over here, all I do is just uh, I just put out one of these uh, mics on the outside, and then I just record like 15 minutes of it or something. You probably hear some neighbors screaming. <laughs> you probably hear that. <laughs> all right. That sounds good. <laughs> all right. So we got a. We actually have a funny story for everyone. Um, the the movie that we're going to be reviewing today is The Conjuring Two. Yep. Um, I know we're a little bit late. Mm-hmm. You know you're late on watching a movie when you go see the trailers and all the trailers are already out in the theater. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know they played the trailer for like Central <laughs> Intelligence. They played the trailer for uh, Mike and Dave need a wedding date. Yeah. I mean we've 
it, it was kind of embarrassing. And the reason why we, we saw this movie so late was because um, I actually asked Pat uh, a while ago um, if we could watch this movie to review. And he kind of was like, nah, man, we're not going to watch that. Look how bad the first one was. And I was like, okay, fine. So we kind of skipped it. Little did we know, little did I know, I found out just two nights ago that this guy the whole time was confusing The Conjuring with Insidious. Yeah. That's why he didn't want to watch it. He, <laughs> yeah, we, he thought um, he thought Insidious and The Conjuring were the same movie. So when uh, we clarified everything, he went home, oh gosh, saw The Conjuring really? Part 1, and was like, okay, fine, let's watch Part 2. And we saw Part 2. And uh, Mike, you saw The Conjuring, right? Yes. I, I saw the first one and I saw the second one. The first one I remember being pretty good. Um, really a, a nice, you know, horror, scary movie. It had, you know, had those jumps. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember much of the first one, but, uh, you know, I'll give my opinion of the second one when uh, we start talking about it. Yeah, no, we can start talking about it now. What do you think about the second one? <clears throat> I thought it started out really good. Yeah. Uh, Really intriguing. Uh, you had those jump, jumpy moments. Um, some really good, scary moments. Uh, and about maybe an hour and 15 minutes into the movie, I was like, All right, I think it's about time to wrap this up. And it didn't wrap up for another hour. So it, I just thought it ran too long. Yeah, I think it took, um, I think it took the, way too long for, um, for the lead two characters. Uh, I forgot the name of those, that couple. I, th- I thought it took way too long for them to actually go over to England, uh, spoiler alert, uh, to go to England and meet that other family. If they would have just tightened that up, because they didn't end up meeting each other until like halfway through the movie, and that should have happened like 30 minutes within. And uh, Right. Uh, it was just, it wasn't better than the first one. And I know because it was the fresh. The first one was still fresh in my mind because I just saw it the day before we watched that movie. What else, Mike? Anything else on the movie? You, you said you liked the first one better, or you liked the second one? No, nah, I like the first one better than uh, the second one. Yeah, same here, same here. Uh, and the, the, also, the second one, like I, I don't want to spoil the movie. I guess you can go ahead. Spoiler alert here. You can go ahead. Uh, that. That name that she ends up getting from her Bible, I, yeah. I forget the exact name. It starts with a B or whatever it is. And, Valak. Um, <laughs> it was Valak. Like, that was it. Like, but throughout the movie, it was hanging up like on her wall. It was in like on the book journal. Uh, I felt like it was too, uh, maybe like right in front of you. Like you, you, you kind of knew what the name was already. It wasn't like this surprise. You, um, I just thought like they, it kind of ended weird. Yeah, all this build up, all this build up, and then it just, you know. And then I think that's why it felt long. It's because it's you. You got to the end, and you're like, oh, this is this is how it's going to end, and you kind of feel a little disappointed. Mm. So I guess that's you know my overall critique of, of the Conjuring too. What about you, Pat? Well, um, <clears throat> I really liked uh, the whole thing about the nun. I really enjoyed uh, the, the, the the painting, the painting uh, scene with uh, I forgot I'm forgetting these characters' names because that's how bad I I uh, I didn't I like the movie. I think I just said that right. I think I said that right. But um, for the most part, what I really didn't like was um, how the music. We had that conversation about the whole music and everything, like. If you take out the music with with these jump scares, all you just have is just another sh- another scene with uh, something just popping in front of someone. It was just too many jump scares. There was too. M- I know they do this a lot in scary movies, but it was just too many unrealistic situations happening in that movie. And I'm like, come on! It just took me out of it because I'm watching the movie, and next thing you see, uh, there was a scene where uh, the little kid goes into the kitchen and said that, "Oh, we we got to fight this uh, monster because." Where we're together, we're family and shit like that. And I'm like, come on, man! Like, really? You really gonna do this shit? It, you took me out of it. It, like that part right there, took me out of the movie. There was so many points in there that I'm like, okay, I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I understand that. I guess the Conjuring is kind of like a love story in a way. Like, there, there's a subplot of like a love story between those two, the the couple, 
And I understand that. I like that. I like that whole little because I've never seen that really in a uh, in a what you call it in a horror movie. Because usually uh, the horror movies in the '80s is like, uh, are they gonna fuck or not? Kind of shit. It's not a love story. It's like, are they gonna fuck? Are they gonna hook up? But this one is like, oh, they're married. Oh, but she has to save his life, kind of shit. So it's like more. I'm more invested into those characters, even though I really um, I didn't like the movie. I do like. I did like that point in the movie, that whole, uh, the chemistry between, uh, the guy and the, the girl and this whole, the whole feeling that they, they brought, they manifest into the, to the screen. She is an excellent actress. <laughs> I don't know her name, but she was really good. Him, not so much. Cause he was in, he was in, uh, Insidious and he's, uh, he was a blank canvas in Insidious. Most of the movies that he is, he's like a blank canvas, man. And I just don't know how to read him. That's my thoughts on it. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I, I really walked out of the theater upset and disappointed about the for the movie. Um, I think I honestly thought the best part of the whole movie was actually the end credits, where yeah. they show like the photos and the footage. They they play the audio recording from like the original uh, family. I thought that was pretty cool. But James Wan, I he does he does a lot of unnecessary things. There's a lot of unnecessary cuts and weird framing with the cinematography some of it didn't really make any sense um he does like these really long one shots to try to impress people but i i you know i've seen better now as for the jump scares i noticed that's like the only thing he relies on it's just that one type of scare jump scares now don't get me wrong there was one scene in the movie that i actually did jump i think it was when the old guy was inside the water that kind of freaked me out and i actually did flinch but other than that like you know, I always go back to like the movie The Shining, The Shining or like The Exorcist. Those movies had a mixture of scares. It wasn't just jump scares. Some of the scares were reveals. like reveals or like suspense. Like, you know, you like something was building and building and building and then you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, in The Shining, when you see Jack Nicholson um, about to attack his wife and, you know, he's got the baseball bat in his hand. Or I'm, I'm sorry, she has the baseball bat in her hands. You don't know what's going to happen next. It's just building up and building up. Like Sometimes those scenes are terrifying too. And I think really good horror movies have a mix of all those different types of scenes. Um, I think James Wan just he relies too much on jump scares. And like what Pat was saying earlier with the, with the audio is if you take that music away, those scares are, are really nothing. Like There's a scene where the girl is watching TV and... She loses the remote control and she's about to walk out of the room and then she notices the remote controls on a different couch and then all of a sudden you're bum bum bum, like it's just a remote on a different couch. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but you don't need all that. Yeah, man, you don't and need all that. When you were talking about the whole thing about a, uh, like old, like old uh, horror movies, the reveals are not. Like, I'm not saying reveal as in, like, jump scares. I'm talking about reveal, like, you see something about the character or something about the situation that you didn't know before. The only time that ever happened in this movie was, um, when was it? Oh, when you find out that, uh, in that, that water scene that you were talking about, when you see that there were some teeth, like, the lady yeah. had, like, dentures. And I was like, oh, shit. That, that, that kind of, that kind of scared me a little bit because I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, this shit is all fucking fake. It's, it's scary because it's like, damn. They were fucking lying, but it's like, yo, but you've seen the things that they, like they were happening to the little girl, and you see why she got possessed and everything. So you're like, oh man, so what the fuck are they gonna do? That's that happens once, probably twice in this movie, but in uh, movies like The Shining or or what's another Freddy Krueger, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, they had like. A dozen of them. Even though those movies were basically geared towards like teens or anything like that. And mind you, in those movies, never fuck anybody in those movies because the chances, are, if you're getting some, if you're getting some ass in those horror movies in the past, most likely you're gonna die. That's guaranteed. That's a guarantee. But they had like it was dimensions of horror and scariness that those movies brought to you. Unlike this, when it's just one dimensional. Oh, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to pop up in front of you. I'm going to pop up behind you. I'm going to pop up here. I'm going to pop up there. It's like, yo, I don't need any more of these fucking pop-ups. I don't know, man. And that, that there's another movie that he's coming out with uh, that he's producing called Lights Out. Yeah. That movie, yo. That, yeah, that looks good. 
Yeah, yeah but that, was, that movie looks like it's going to be nothing but a bunch of pop-ups. Even in the commercial, there was like fucking five or six pop-ups with just flash, with, with just lights. <laughs> right. It looks. I, I'm going to definitely watch it because I know the, what you call it, the the short, the one-minute short that it's based off of. I hope that guy got some money. I got to look up and I got to look into that. The guy who came up with that story and he shot it with his family. Yeah, I hope he got some money for that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that a while ago. I hope, uh, I hope, uh, I hope it does well. But I already know what I'm getting. I'm walking into, and you know, for another thing, just gonna say, I don't think I'm gonna watch another scary movie in like, uh, in like a packed theater that we were in, cause the atmosphere, the it's- people, the reactions, it's off. <laughs> Some people are laughing cause they that's how they react when they're scared. I just need to be like secluded when I'm watching these scary movies. Not because I'm scared or anything, but just so they won't pull me out of the movie. I don't need another I don't need another source of pulling me out of the movie. I already have the actual movie to pull me out when they doing some stupid shit. That's what I think. <laughs> Alright. So that was our review for Conjuring Two. Next up let's get into throwback flicks of the week. Yes. Uh Mike, you wanna go first? Uh, sure, I'll go first. Um, my throwback movie is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, nice. Um, I guess it's the 30th anniversary, and uh, one of the perks in Los Angeles is uh, the Arclight Theater plays all, like, occasionally will play all these old movies. Uh, you know, just recently I saw... Uh, the Fifth Element in theater, um, and then Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I just saw this past Tuesday. Nice. That's um, awesome. That movie's just a damn classic. Like, you know, mm. and, and the, the other good thing about it is that usually they'll, they'll pack the house full of people who really enjoy the film, and it's like you're, 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 in a crowd of, you know, people that are laughing and, and cheering and, uh, like, it's just a fun environment. Um, and I would probably say that so far I had the best time watching that movie on the big screen with a really cool audience. And um, um, and that's in, in, and I just love the film itself. I mean, I think it, it, to me, one of John Carpenter's best films, um, one of my favorites. It's definitely anytime it's on TV, you can watch it. Um, now, I mean, do you want to go in and like what it's about, or I can you know, yeah, you can I do don't that. Want to spoil yeah, you can. Yeah, man, you, mean, you, you can. Uh, you can starts, uh, you, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say you can give like a brief summary, and then uh, I don't know, just uh, tell us why you love it so much. Like, give us like a specific example. Um. So. Basically, the movie it, it starts out as uh, uh, it's, it's like it's an action comedy um, with Kurt Russell, um, Kim Cattrall's in it, uh, and um, it's got some other people in it too. But uh, um, I Kim, can't think of exactly who's in it. But, the, yeah, but that's your main true. character is uh, Kurt Russell, and um, um, and he's a truck driver, and he's in San Francisco, uh, meeting a buddy who uh, actually owes him a bunch of money off some bet. Uh, and he's going to pay him, but he, they have to go pick up his, uh, his girlfriend who's coming over from China. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she gets kidnapped, and they're trying to chase after this gang that kidnapped her, and they end up, and that's where the story begins. And it's, um, uh, where they run into uh, some some kind of torturistic uh, type of evil yeah. you know, Chinese gang that's in San Francisco uh, Chinatown. Um, I'm pretty bad at, at it, like kind of like summarizing or explaining anything. But basically, it's just it's it's this they're trying to uh, uh, save his girlfriend that got kidnapped. Yeah, she's um, gonna and she's they gonna run be into sacrificed. Some, um, Magic sorcery. Yeah, that movie also gave sorry us. Sorry if I um, can't hear you guys, but I'm getting like a bad echo. Are you getting an echo right now? How is it? Yeah. You still getting it? 
Are you still getting it? Um, no, we'll just edit this part out. Let's figure this yeah, thing out. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can plug through it. It's just hard. If you guys, if you guys kind of respond really quick, sometimes it's hard for me to hear because I think it's just my echo. Oh, okay. Well, how about now? Can you? <laughs> we, we can edit this out. talking about uh <laughs> continue talking about a uh, big trouble in little china which was a cla- that's a classic in my book that's one of those movies that if it's on uh netflix like uh, i know they take it off for a couple of months but as soon as they bring it back i'm like oh you know what let me let me give this movie a watch <laughs> mike was it your first time watching right. that movie oh no no this is this is a classic going back to when i was a kid and and i think that's i think that's kind of and that's what's so great about this film is is um, it holds up even till you know to this day, and and um, and you know there's a lot of old movies that you know I shouldn't say a lot, but there's you know there's there's those old movies that you, we used to watch as a kid, or you watched back you know um, in the you know late '80s, early '90s, or even late '90s for us, um, you know that that uh, um, you know just don't quite hold up. But this movie, I mean, it's a, it holds up. It it's funny. Uh, it's action. It's got some fantasy elements to it. Uh, you're in, you know, it's set in Chinatown, yeah. and you know they, they play off of, you know, the American who's, you know, stuck in the middle of, you know, Chinese culture, and um, and you know, Kurt Russell probably is the perfect, you know, you know, guy to be cast for this role. I mean, he he, he nails it on the head, you know, with with the the kind of a fish out of water in, in Chinatown, and um, and there's just so many, you know, just comedic elements to it, and. Uh, and it's just a fun action film, and you know, by the end of the movie, it, you know, it's uh, yeah, he, um, he played you know, like the acceptable uh, American, because <laughs> he didn't say anything like anything bad, anything racist or anything like that. But it was just like it was like ah, he he knows. It's like he knew he knows the culture. He just he just doesn't accept it for himself, kind of shit. It's like he he was an American. Right. To to be honest, I told when you said that it was in Little China, I was like. No, nah, I think it was in China. But I'm like, no, nah, it was in Little China. That was happening in America. It was it was shot in America. It was supposed to be in America. And on top of that, that movie gave us right. uh, our first glimpse of uh, a Raiden because the guys from uh, Mortal Kombat took that concept from one of the villains, and they turned they uh, oh. they made that guy into to Raiden. So, it's, I mean, yeah, it's right, right. It's funny you bring that up because when I was a kid, hmm. uh, you know, most kids. You know, when we were growing up, uh, Mortal Kombat was was definitely part of our uh, our, our upbringing, and um, and I and I played Mortal Kombat before I saw this film. And when I saw this film, I'm like, wait a second, this guy's fucking straight, you know, straight, you know, taken from you know Mortal Kombat. That's Raiden, yeah. You know, uh, this character who who has lightning coming out of him, you know. And of course, this movie was made before Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so that that parallel was like, you know, that. As a kid, initially, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be cool. You know, they got some guy who's, like, Raiden, and, uh, you know, and you have that, you know, the mortal who's going up against these, you know, super, you know, powers, you know, that these guys have, you know, these three characters that, you know, fly out of the air and, and you know, are, are, you know, got these superhuman strength. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, uh, it's just a cool, fun movie, and uh, uh, was really excited that they, you know, that, during the summer, the Arc the Arclight Theaters here in Los Angeles brings, uh, I mean, all these classic movies. Um, you know, I kind of already mentioned. You know, you know, I already went. You know, I saw the development there again, and, and Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you know, it's really fun to go see some of these movies that you know we didn't get a chance to go see in theaters when we were growing up. And uh, um, I know South Florida does them every now and then, um, and I, I mean, I just highly recommend if. Uh, if, if whenever they play like an old movie to, to go see it in theaters because uh, it really has a different, you know, effect and, and you, yeah. can, you know, you're sitting and watching it with an audience of people who really like that movie and it's, it's just a fun experience. 
Yeah, I can totally understand that. I mean, you're in the theater full of people who want to see the movie. They're not they're not watching it because it's the latest movie, so they just want to go to the movies. Now they they generally right. generally want to be there, so they're gonna watch the movie. They right. they probably already already seen it. Some people who haven't seen it, that's already a conversation, right? They say, "Oh, you haven't seen this movie yet? You're in for it." <laughs> just like uh, what's right. that movie that uh, <laughs> exactly. everybody everybody rushes to? Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. That movie. That li- that uh that fiasco. Uh, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> That's that's uh that's those are fanatics. Those are fanatics. <laughs> they they go right. every week, every week to go watch the same movie. Every Friday, there's a movie theater around here. Like every Friday, they show that, and people dress up. And if it's your first time going there, they will turn you into a shit show in front of everybody. <laughs> they will turn you into a shit show. I was man. gonna say. Uh, go ahead. It's gotta be a thing because they uh. There's a theater out here that does it too. Every midnight or every Friday at midnight, I think it is, or yeah. Saturday at midnight, uh, which is crazy that you know I, I that there's enough following and there's enough people that go see it every week to fucking keep showing that movie. Uh, you know, every uh, you know every week or every other week or whenever they show, I just know they show it every time I look at the the what's playing at this theater. It's always playing at midnight there, so. That is uh, one of those movies that definitely has a huge cult following to it. Yeah. All right, so good pick, good pick. That what was about, a good pick. What about you, Pat? Um, my pick for throwback. Ooh. Um, what movie am I going? Oh, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pick uh, Tin Cloverfield Lane. That's my movie. That's my pick because um, I have never seen it. I've seen the first one. Uh, I missed, I dodged this one in movie theaters because it was like one of those, like, eh, I watch it whenever I can. Uh, then uh, you you were talking about the movie. You you were saying, yeah, you should watch it. So I finally uh, watched it on at home, and, yo, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, it, 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 it plays off of parallels because at one point you think that uh, it's an alien invasion. Then... You find then it it uh it coaches you into believing that no there's no alien invasion. What's happening is that this guy is fucking crazy and he has these two hostages in a bunker with him, and he thinks that there's an alien invasion. And you start to uh, you start to realize that yo they got to get out. The girl finally tries to get out and she sees that there's somebody who's out there who got burned for some reason, and. You're like, yo, oh, it brings you back to the point that, okay, it is an alien invasion. I totally fucking forgot about that. So then, once hey, that Pat, happened... Yeah, go ahead. Hey, before, before you go into this, because I haven't seen it yet, oh, I'm, I'm, for some reason, that's one of those movies that's flipped, so... Uh, are you gonna go into like some spoilers that I need? Yeah, to Yeah, dog. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll stop right here, man. I'm gonna stop right here. <laughs> I'm gonna stop right here since you haven't seen the movie yet. Since I you haven't like, seen, I'm like, damn. I'm like, all right. I'm. Yeah, just before you give us something, because that I've been dying to see that movie, and it was one movie that I think came out like right around when I was, when I moved out here, and uh, I didn't get a chance to see it yet. Yeah. Um, and I heard nothing but awesome things about it. Yeah, so, man. I mean, if you wanted, I can I can pull my uh, you put the phone away from the ear for about five minutes if you want to go, you know, go ahead no, and talk about it's, it. It's all right. It's <laughs> it's all right. You know what? Uh, we'll probably bring it back up around like Halloween because I think that's like a, a scary movie. Yeah, it has it. It plays off of different types of scares because it plays off the whole uh, being captured scare, uh, captured scare, and then it plays off of the whole alien, the you know the whole being scared of the unknown. That's the thing. That's what that whole movie plays off of. And uh, yo, it's a good watch, man. You have to watch. Well, at least watch it before Halloween, dog. So, so if we do get you back on the podcast around that time, hopefully we do. So at least you, if I bring it back up, you'll be like, yeah, you have your input on it. But that's my pick. all right cool no i no i absolutely i'm uh within the next uh week or two i'm i'm gonna check that movie out all right cool you know i got something to admit i've never seen big trouble in little china really i I just thought i just thought of that right now i was like wait a minute i i think this whole time i was thinking of escape from la and i was like no wait what am i thinking (laughs) i have not seen that movie now i gotta check it out there's another movie that has a this has kind of like the same name but it has a oh man bruce lee's son Brandon Lee in it. What's the name of that movie? It has Brandon Lee in it, but it's not Big Trouble in Little China. Is it Little Trouble in Big China? <laughs> nah. It's something, man. It's 
It's one of those. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's a movie that he came out with, and he had. Uh, it was him. He was a cop, and Dolph Lundgren was a cop. Man, I don't think nobody's seen this movie. Uh, it's probably Jesus. on Netflix. It, you know, it probably is, man. Uh, well, my throwback flick of the week is um, A Place Beyond the Pines. Mm. Um, if anybody wants to check it out, I I don't know if it's available on HBO, but it is definitely available on Cinemax. I don't know if, um, if you guys have On Demand. Check it out. I was watching it the other night. It is a phenomenal film. Uh, this movie was directed by Derek. I'm about to butcher his last name. Sian uh, France. Chan France. I'm not even going to try. But The Place Beyond the Pines um, stars Ryan Gosling, Bradley Cooper, Evan Mendez, uh, Eva Mendez, um, Emery Cohen. Great cast. What's awesome about this movie is that it's divided into three different chapters. Mike, did you see this movie? I was just going to say, I have not seen that movie either. And that's another movie that I'm like, I'm glad to (laughs) <laughs> These are two movies that you guys brought up that I need to fucking go see. All right. I'm, I'm glad we all pick movies that like one of us hasn't seen yet. But, uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, then I'm not gonna get but, into uh, I'm not gonna get into spoiler information, but just to generally summarize it, it's a story divided into three chapters. Uh, the story revolves around these two guys and their kids. Uh, what's cool about the movie is that each chapter plays into each other. Like it transitions into the next chapter like super seamlessly. Like mm. You're watching three completely different films that are all connected with the same story, and like you can't even feel it. Like you forget that you're watching the same movie because you feel like you're watching three different films. But the movie is super touching, um, really great acting, some good suspense, good action, good drama. Um, it shows how corrupt, um, you know, some some police departments are, and overall, great film. Um, and you guys just got to check that out. Really, really cool film. Um, I would say as far as like, you know, technical stuff, cinematography was great. Audio was great. Um, I think I think maybe the second chapter of the film could have sped up just a little bit. But, you know, it's something that can that could be forgiven because the movie ends really well. But, um, yeah, Mike, let us know whenever you see that movie so we could do like a full review, man. Yeah. It's a great, I, great film. I haven't seen the movie either. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that movie. But, oh, the movie I was I was talking about, Brandon Lee, it's called Showdown in Little Tokyo. Ah. So it's not in California. <laughs> it's in New York. Yeah, I've never seen that either. Yeah. That's, um. I don't know, there are two cops. And Brandon Lee is supposed to be the, the what you call it, the, the fighter. And the other one is just supposed to be the, the brute. Dolph Lundgren. Fucking Dolph Lundgren and, uh. Brandon Lee. It's a good movie. It's a good one of those. I mean, on IMDb, they gave it six out of ten stars. But it's, <laughs> I haven't seen it recently, but when I was a little kid, that used to be my movie to watch. I'm like, oh, yeah, Brandon Lee kicking ass. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So that's our throwback flicks of the week. Um, for movie news, we're, I think, going to just kind of skip it maybe this week. We do have one announcement to make, which is pretty cool. Um, on August 19th. We are going to be um, recording, but we're going to be streaming through Facebook Live from Lauderdale Comics. It's Fort Lauderdale's only comic book store. And uh, we're going to have the owner and the managers also um, on the podcast. We're going to play some interactive games, um, interact uh, with the customers in the store, and hopefully through Facebook. So keep your calendars marked for that. And... um, Let's focus a little bit on Mike. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, uh, Mike Lear, uh, we all went to the same uh, film school. We all studied film together, and uh, Mike actually was the first one out of all of us to direct a feature-length film. We kind of we always had like a like a unspoken competition on who was going to be the first one to make Who's a gonna be the feature-length first? film, yeah. and it was Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike won that race, and uh, it was great, man. Uh, Mike directed it. It uh, was featured at the Fort Lauderdale Film Festival and several other film festivals. It won Best Film. And uh, for those of you that want to check it out, you can stream it off of Hulu or Amazon. It's available right now. Um, You can see uh, my name and Pat's name in the credits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Mike, tell us tell us a little bit about how the last hit came all together. All right. So the the, the kind of origin of the last hit um, happened uh, just at the tail end of uh, um, I forget what what the class was called at the Art Institute, but it's the one where you have to make you know you you write your short film, you shoot it, you edit it. It's two two classes, but uh, basically, I it's the that the I call it the the class at the Art Institute that you make your thesis film. Oh. Um, hmm. And so uh, I forget what that class was called, um, but um, and so I made the, I made a short film, Homecoming, that was was pretty successful, and uh, you know it was it was very uh, it was very fun making it. It was probably the first time that I had a lot of fun. Um, making a film um not that i didn't have fun in the past but this is like the first time where like you know i had a lot of input into it um and it it you know a lot of you know a lot of you know you guys you know people from the artists too you know we got it together and we made this made a short film um and it was fun it was fun shooting it and uh and I enjoyed probably the best part about it is editing it. Um, you know, once once it was done, mm-hmm. um, you know, with with the production part of it, but actually putting together the film and, and creating the story through the edit. Um, and one of the actors um, from Homecoming, uh, Lou Pappas, was uh, also um, makes films himself, and he also writes. And we were kind of, and I, you know, I remember the day, you know, it was actually, it was one, I think it might've been like one of those Friday nights at the Art Institute, one of those good old days, you know, that we sat outside of the, in the cafeteria and, uh, um, and Lou was there and we were all just kind of standing out there getting ready to leave. And, um, uh, and I had said, you know, man, it, you know, you know, we got, I got to have one more year at the Art Institute, um. We were, I was just wrapping up Homecoming and basically uh, uh, said, we have, we have all the people here, we have the equipment here to, to make a feature, we just need a script. And Lou said, well, I have a ton of scripts. And I said, really? So I said, do you have something that, you know, we can, you know, that's, that we can make on a budget um, and really wouldn't, you know, and, and, we would be able to make and produce and, and be able to do it with, you know, the, the, the minimal equipment that we had, you know, at the Art Institute, you know, basically we had the, enough to, to make a movie. Um, and he did. He, and it was called The Last Hit. Um, and when I read the script, it, uh, there was some parts in it that definitely needed, uh, that we had to, to kind of, you know, figure something out and end up, uh, um, rearranging because it, we, we just didn't have the budget to shoot some of the scenes in it, but mm. overall it was a movie that we could produce. And, uh, so, you know, I, um, uh, asked, uh, you know, quite, quite a bit of, uh, people at the Art Institute, you know, who wanted to, to make a movie and, and, um, and people stepped up and, and we ended up, you know, spending, you know, the last three months of, uh, of my Art Institute, uh, career, um, making this movie on the weekends and uh everybody you know pitched in and helped um and and we made a movie that uh was was i mean i just just definitely blew my expectations you know i just it was very we struggled a lot you know during the production of the film um you know we were relying on people you know to 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 give their time and their support you know they weren't getting paid nobody got paid on it um Mm -hmm. you know everybody was was working for a deferred uh payment which you know in our day and age it's like you know especially i mean this is what i thought like you know we got to make the money first you know and then then we got to go and just you know and then distribute the film um you know i was just like you know what if we just make this movie and i make my money back i you know I, you know, you happy. I, that's, that's all I care about. Cause yeah, we had understood. so much fun. I should say we had so much fun doing it and making the movie that it, uh, you know, I just, I just wanted to be able to pay the credit cards back. And fortunately, you know, long story short, um, 
the movie's doing pretty, pretty good. I mean, it's taking a lot longer than I would have wanted to. Um, but let me, you know, put it this way. I mean, from, from just a lot of people that go in and, 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 and start, you know, uh, you know, to go make a feature film, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just very happy and privileged to know that, you know, a bunch of us who, you know, we're, we're graduating, uh, um, you know, college, we're able to make a feature film that's, you know, now on, uh, on Hulu and Amazon and, and, uh, you can buy it on DVD right now. Um, we even had a Netflix offer, but turned that down because Netflix, um, gave us a really, uh, low ball offer. And mm. we, you know, it's just, it, we just didn't want to take that. And, uh, you know, but, it, you know, later on down the road, if, you know, in a, in a year or two, if Netflix comes back and offers, I think we'll take, you know, we'll just take it at that point. Cause we're, we're, we're at a point where, uh, you know, it's doing really well on, uh, the streaming on Hulu and Amazon. Hulu specifically is doing really, really well. Um, and people like it. I mean, you know, and not that I'm, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, it, it's a movie that, that I think somebody said, you know, um, you know, Lou told me a, a comment that somebody said, or, or I think it was at this last film festival that it was a movie that, you know, had, has a lot of heart that you can definitely tell, you know, people, you know, even though it's, it's low budget and you can clearly tell it's low budget, um, but, you know, that people, you know, they cared about their craft and they put together a movie that um, is fun to watch and it's got fun characters and, um, and, and ended up turning out to be a really, you know, a really good film. Um, you know, and, and, you know, my fear going into it is, is, you know, it's an indie film and, you know, a lot of the indie films, you know, that, that are floating around, you know, um, just sometimes has that indie feel. And it's just like, you know, my, my fear was, you know, nobody's going to want to watch this indie movie when there's all these other movies that they can go out and watch. And, um, and, and, that wasn't the case. And, you know, that going through it, there was many times in the, in, in the production where I was just like, you know, ready to, to, to give up and just say, you know, this is, we don't have the budget. Um, you know, we had people, you know, backing out on us as far as, you know, um, actors go as locations go. I mean, one of, one of, you know, I don't know if, uh, um, anybody who got to see the very, very first screening of this film, uh -huh. um, had an ending, uh, on a beach and, uh, it made no sense, but we ended up having to shoot that on that scene because we, you know, we lost the location and, uh, and it was very discouraging, but you know, it, it, it was such a, you know, it was such a good film up until that point that we decided, you know what, let's reshoot the ending. And we ended up reshooting the ending. Um, and, uh, and, and, definitely glued the movie together. It didn't feel like, you know, it fell apart at the end like it did when in that first screening. Uh, but that's what's great about, you know, the first, you know, first screenings is you get, uh, you get some, some, some really solid feedback and, uh, um, and, you know, so we, we took it and, and, and we fixed it. And, uh, and I'm just really proud of all the effort that people put into this. And, um, I mean, honestly, I, I just, I would really like to be able to, um, you know, get to that point where we'll start to be able to pay some of these people back that really put in a lot of time. Um, and, you know, just to kind of give a shout out, you know, to the many actors that, that gave their time. But then, you know, um, the, 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 I want to say it's five, but I just, the, the people who kind of showed up day in and day out, um, besides me and Lou, but, you know, Oscar, um, Oscar showed up and, and with DP just about every, uh, um, every weekend, um, um, Jonathan Delgado showed up mm -hmm. and, um, Roberto Garcia showed up just about every single weekend. Cavito, uh, showed up just about every single weekend. And, and, you, you know, we had these core group of people who, who really put in a lot of their time. And I, even you, you and I believe, uh, Pat, you showed up on a, on a few, and I know you did, Kevin showed up on a few the other day. So it was just, it was just one of those collaborations of, of many, uh, you know, filmmakers who just showed up and gave their time and, and I can't, you know, thank them, um, more than, than, than for the, you know, for people just showing up to, to just give their time to help, you know, make this, uh, this film happen. Um, and when people find out exactly what we spent on this movie, 
it's just so funny. Um, I just, you know, I went and go around, you know, now that I'm in Los Angeles and people are shooting short films for, you know, you know, $60,000 and, and $30,000. And I'm like, that's a fraction of what it costs, you know, to make this movie. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's really humbling to, you know, to be able to, to say that, you know, we made a movie, um, you know, that, and especially your first movie, um, yeah. on that really tight budget. So, and, and the fact, and, 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 and that it made it, you know, that now your movie is alongside other movies on Hulu and Amazon. It's, yeah, so it's, it's, it's an awesome feeling. And, uh, um, you know, I would be lying if I said, you know, uh, that it was, you know, all fun. I mean, I, I would say it was probably the most stressful thing that I that I went through in my entire life. But it's one of those good stress moments in your life because once it's done, then it's like you know all those stressful moments, all those tired, you know, tireless nights. You know, I I shot that. You know, we did this movie when I was graduating, prepping for you know por- you know my portfolio for the Art Institute and working um, just close to about full time at CBS. Um, and it juggling all those was just like, you know, it, it really expands your plate and, and, you know, just lets you know how much time you actually do have and what you're able to accomplish. You know, what was uh, the most memorable moment for me? I was just going to ask whole process? the memorable moment. Uh, in one one of the nights of the screenings, um, <laughs> I think because I wasn't there when you guys did like the grand like the the first the one couple of screenings Cinema Paradiso. Yeah, yeah. I, I I went to the screening that took place at the second Cinema Paradiso in downtown Hollywood. Yeah, and then uh, you guys said, oh, you know, afterwards we're gonna celebrate. We're gonna go to the nightclub next door, mm-hmm. and when <laughs> when we went over. I don't know if there was like a miscommunication, but it was like vampire goth night. Oh yeah, <laughs> at the nightclub, <laughs> and we walked in, and it was like everyone, everyone looked like they just came out of the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> and we walked in, like, what is going on here? We're fucking spectators, man. We're 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 the prey, you know, man. I I completely, I completely forgot about that. That was yeah, that was that uh, that was at the new cinema Hollywood Paradiso, and uh, um. And and yes, we we went next door because it, uh, um, it was uh, somebody who was close, you know, another filmmaker I think had owned that bar. Um, that bar's still up too, man. It also happened to be like some fucking vampire night that was, <laughs> was really, really, really strange. But it was that, so funny because we, we walked in, you know, wanting to hang out and dance. We're all like really dressed up, and everyone was like covered in leather with vampire fangs. Like those white out uh, <laughs> Yo, contact I, lenses. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> that would that to me was like the funniest night. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I, that it, that's awesome, Mike. You know, we're really proud of you. Um, we hope everything goes well for you in California. Just to remind everyone, like, my, actually, Mike, how, if someone wants to order the DVD, how do they do that? Through Amazon? No, it streams. It streams uh, you can order through Amazon. Oh, um, in in about. Um, I would. I. We also got a deal with Family Video, and I don't know if you. I'm like I haven't gotten the, the details if you can order through them or not. Uh, but uh, you can absolutely order it on Amazon, and uh, and I will. Uh, I will definitely get like more details, and and when uh, you post the link up of uh, the, the podcast, I can get. I can get you send you the link to where you can purchase the DVD. Cool. And. Um, and I will throw this out there uh, that whoever is the first person to contact me um, after listening to this podcast, I will email you or I email you. I will mail you a copy of the DVD sign, um, and you can have a copy of the last hit. Nice, nice. And uh, how do they how do they get in contact with you? How do they email you? Uh, you can get you can uh, look for me on Facebook, or you can email me uh, at. M. Gleer, that's uh, first initial of my first name, last name, G-L-I-E-R, at burntheshipfilms.com. Um, and send me an email to just say, hey, I listen to the podcast, and uh, whoever's the first person that sends me uh, um, uh, um, the email or, or 
or a Facebook hit or wh- whoever gets the message to me first. Or you can even, if you got my number, you can text it to me. Whoever gets a hold of me first, um, you know, I will send a copy signed. And, uh, um, but either way, you know, you know what, I just, I, I just would recommend anybody, if you, even if you have seen it or if you haven't seen it, uh, to go watch the film and support uh, independent filmmaking. Um, and, you know, all, all the money, you know, truth. is going to, truth. to help budget, you know, to pay for the film and then also, uh, you know, the, to, to, you know, put some money in the, into the pockets of, of uh, the people who helped put this movie together, uh, you know, and, and we're almost to our, uh, to our goal. Um, in a really good month, uh, or I should say, first quarter of this year, um, and hopefully by, I would I would hope by this time next year, um, we can start putting the pool together of uh, and and paying some of these uh, the, the crew members and the and the actors who put in a, a lot of time in this film. It's mm, awesome. All right, so that's M Glear at burntheships.com. Is that right? BurntheShipFilms.com BurntheShipFilms.com Or you can stream it off of Hulu or Amazon, Amazon. but I suggest just get the DVD. It makes things a whole lot easier. If you get the DVD, yeah, get the DVD. Uh, There's got some special features on it. Um, I, uh, uh, it's got some commentary. um, And another person that I, that I absolutely need to put a shout out to is, uh, um, Anthony Espina, who, um, uh, who composed uh, the music for this film, which was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the the, the music in this film um, was was just spot on, and I was so uh, privileged to work with a, a composer who uh, was able to write, you know, an original score for the for this movie, and you know, and and he put a ton of time in. But uh, um, if you get the the comment, or if you get the DVD, you get commentary with me, Lou, and uh, Anthony. Um, and uh, you know that in itself is a little treat to you know we go through the film and you you know get to, to hear some fun little little tidbits of, of you know what happened for each scene and that kind of deal and uh, and it's also a subtitle so you get a, you get some special features so um, buy the DVD that's that's my recommendation um, other than that you know definitely you know get it out to your friends and, and family and tell people to start you know to watch it on Hulu and Amazon it's a it's definitely a fun fun flick so. Yeah. Very cool. Very Word of cool. mouth, man. It's the best. Get a physical copy, everybody. Go out there. You know, I'll put the the Amazon on the description of this episode. So then everybody, you know, I'm thinking that everybody's kind of lazy. So you don't have to travel that far <laughs> in order to get the DVD. So you can just, I'll put the I'll put it in the description of this podcast. I'll put it in there. And, I, and I'll, what you call it, I'll tag, uh, I'll put your... You want me to put your email too for the contest? Yeah, you could put. Yeah, you could put. You could put my uh, put my email um, in the description. Uh, yeah, I'll do that on there as well. That that that'd be awesome. Yeah, and if I'll anybody wants to contact me in a, uh, uh, and if you're not the first person and you want to pay for uh, uh, a DVD and you want it signed, I I'd be more than happy to do that for you. Oh, but do you have uh, posters or no? Do we have posters? Yeah, posters of uh, the actual film that we you do, designed. We do or no? have a poster. Uh, we actually um, um, made a the, the the DVD art was probably our like that's what we're kind of using as our like you know post official poster now. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we don't have any actual posters up right now either. Mm. So, um, but um, but uh, we do have we we do have them. Um, but uh, uh, it's kind of—I guess it's, it's changed a few times. Uh, the the artwork. So I guess we have a few few different floating last hit posters out there. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm over here about to sneeze, man. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying not to sneeze <laughs> to interrupt what you're saying. Oh man, yo! But I have to admit, man, uh, that day that we had to. Uh, what what day was it? Oh, the day that I had to. Uh, help you guys shoot the last scene in that warehouse. That had yo to me. That was like the funnest day, man. And that that whole warehouse scene. And you, you wanted to do the one take. Do you remember um, that? Um, the 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 reshoot the reshoot one. Yeah, the reshoot when we had to go into the warehouse and um, oh yeah, 
Yeah, that that was fun, man. That. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I I I I, I completely forgot. Um, yeah, because you were out there. You you did our the steady camp shots. For yeah, us. that 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 scene was. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun day. <laughs> that was because at first yeah. I already, I got I got lost. I got lost in the the whole area. I ended up in uh, UPS, but then uh, I saw you guys, and um, I think it was just the the atmosphere, and then just the the what you call what the the conversations that everybody was having. It was like I was on set the whole fucking time, man. Because it's like nobody missed a beat. Everybody was just you know, like spitting out jokes, and as soon as it came time to be serious, boom. Everybody just got real serious, and we just started shooting. As soon as, as soon as we, you you would say cut, boom, we get back to joking, we get back to moving things around, going to the next uh, setup. It was it was amazing, man. It was it was a yeah. drill. It was yeah, uh, that, that was yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, no, uh, but yeah, that that was that was such a. I mean, there was a lot of. I mean, most of the days were fun. I mean, there's definitely some days where, um, you know. I'm, I'm sure just about on every single movie set there's days where you know you're kind of just like ready for the day to be done because it's one of those days but uh that was that was such a fun i'm so glad we you know that was what, what i was kind of getting at is that we did that reshoot in the in the warehouse at the end and uh um and that's and that's you know a perfect example of you know you know people who stepped up you know and and uh and to help make this film and you know you showed up and and were able to to do the study cam and um um you know that day our DP couldn't make it, so yeah. um, uh, you know I was running camera. You know, you know I, you were doing the steady cam, and I, you know, I forget who else was there that 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 actual day. Um, but it was the, it was uh, the, you know, everybody pitched in. And, it seemed and, like it was the usual su- and, uh, suspects that were there, like uh, everybody who you just named. They were there: uh, Delgado, Roberto, you, Lou. Um, I don't think Oscar was there. Maybe he was. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I, I, yeah, I remember that was one of those days that, that he wasn't able to make, and and uh, um, and and you know, but like everybody came together and and um, and picked up the slack. You know, I yeah, I, I definitely remember saying, you know, um, you know, I bet Steven Spielberg never had to run, you know, camera audio in the same fucking day. But you know, <laughs> when you're independent filmmakers and you're the director, and you know you're running on a, on a tight budget and, you know, you're not paying anybody and you can't blame people for not showing up sometimes, you know, it's, it's your, when their schedules get in the way and, and you end up, you know, only having, you know, you know, a five, four man crew, you know, sometimes, you know, you're going to have to wear different hats and, yeah, and you you know, that's where, you know, moments, you know, kind of, kind of where you, you, uh, you really learn and you, uh, and, and you experience, uh, what it is for, to be an independent filmmaker. Yeah. So, Man, man. Oh, I mean, you know, yeah, we could wrap it up. <laughs> uh, yo, Mike, it was fun talking to you, man. Oh, I got to go out there and visit, dog. <laughs> I've been saying to go out to California for a long time. Now I have another reason to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, definitely you guys uh, should plan a trip out here. And uh, um, I was just thinking about you guys the other day because uh, they just opened up at the Universal in Hollywood, uh, the Walking Dead attraction. Oh, my God. Did uh, you do it? That, no, not yet. But uh, they just opened it up, I think, July 4th. And, it, and it's not like – and it's going to be a year-round. Like, it's not just a Halloween thing. It, it's an actual attraction. And uh, from what I've heard, it's a walking – you know, it's a walking attraction you walk through. But uh, but I heard nothing but good things so far about it. So, um, but uh, – I'm surprised. Uh, Definitely, you know, when you guys come out here, it's, uh, um, I just don't recommend, uh, September, October. It's really, it gets really hot. That's our, our nasty part of the season, but usually, you know, this time of year and, and pretty much every time, every other part of the year is, is pretty, pretty spectacular here. So. Cool. Cool, man. We're yeah, definitely going to do that. All right, Mike, thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks for calling in. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yep, and uh, I'm glad I was able to finally make it. And uh, <laughs> I look forward to uh, getting back on here at some point. Yeah, man. Awesome. Show. We'll do. We'll do. All right, man. Have a good one. Take care. All right. See you guys. Peace. All right, everybody. Um, and that's our show. That's our show. I hope everybody has a good time. M I C.
K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> I don't even fucking know why, man. <laughs> <laughs>